0: Welcome back to another episode of the Reason to Behold podcast with Tolly Talks,
1: Arnold Reasons,
0: and our special guests for today, David and Asana Elori. Welcome, welcome, hey. welcome guys. Hey, thank you for having us guys. No, it's Thank been, you for being on. Thank you, honestly, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a huge pleasure. We've been trying to do this for a little while actually. We and have, we have. <laughs> the the diaries aligned and I think even the season and the, the theme as well <laughs> came up. <laughs> yeah we're fine we're at home (laughs) all together
2: yeah definitely (laughs) yeah
0: how you guys doing um we've been good
2: yeah really good
3: we're good yeah
2: it's been challenging you know um during this lockdown and just yeah yeah, all the things that's happening around the world but we're good family's good that's good god has
0: been gracious to us i agree So, so for the benefit of our listeners, David and Asana are some really, really good brothers and sisters of ours, um, very good family friends who are based in East London and they've just got a lot of fire in them and a lot of just good kingdom stuff that they're mm. involved in doing. So I'm not going to do the injustice of trying to introduce them. <laughs> but I'm wow. just going to ask um, <laughs> both of you guys, David, Asana, to just tell us a bit more about both yourselves individually together some of the things you're up to what you do and where people can find you and stuff like that
2: okay um thank you like you said we're based in east london
0: um stratford
2: precisely so newham um i'm trained as a youth and community um i'm trained in youth and community development i studied a a degree in that i don't know why I did that (laughs) but yeah I did that but I I work with young people in the care system I also work with um ex-offenders and I my wife and I have have, um, started a company called Vine Connects that supports young people in the care system and ex-offenders and troubled young people who are in um who are on the peripheral of gangs and possibly in am out of it out of mainstream education find jobs and and training and employment so that's something that wow. we've just... We started last year. It's called Vine Connect. Brilliant. And then we... Yeah, then, then we, we run... A, well, we're leaders or support... Yeah, we're leaders of a um, ministry called Vine Community. And Vine Community is... It's a family church
3: yeah, it's ministry. Yeah, a family church, fellowship. You know, whatever yeah. you yeah. want to call yeah. it. <laughs> uh,
2: place wow. for, for <laughs> <laughs> yeah. place gather. Yeah. And yeah, we, we just it's a really laid-back um, setting where we come together over food and just talk about the word the word of God and how it relates to the life to, to the society that we're living in and how it affects the world around us you know
3: yes um, and How we can apply it yes of course of course and um, my name is Asana and um, I've been married to David for nearly 10 years actually Come on.
4: so wow. this can we get around
3: it's going to be 10 years <laughs> i'm really really like thank you lord <laughs> wow. and um we um parent three boys who keep us very very busy very active but we absolutely um adore them and they are some of our greatest um lessons in this life wow. and um yes I think I'm gonna start that, start that over, okay, I, um, I am currently um, studying um, to become a counsellor slash life coach and um yeah i love it it's hard work but i absolutely love it and um on the side i also run my own business um it's an events management and design company and you know within that um company we also support um stay-at-home moms to um discover their purpose um and we also um employ them as well yeah Wow!
1: Did <laughs> <laughs> got nuts. a lot in them? No, that was a really good intro. Like, oh, wow! Bless- <laughs> wow! <laughs> so I really understand. I think why you guys are on this episode because I think the heart behind what you guys, a lot of the stuff that you guys are involved with, are so topical, especially for kind of the, like the time that we're in now. Mm. Um, so we're recording this just before um, Mental Health Awareness Week. And so this episode is all about mental health awareness, and the topic for this year is actually kindness. And what I really love about what you guys are talking about is that everything that you're doing is showing kindness. You know, everything, even when we were talking before and you were talking about, you know, how you interact with your boys and the lessons that they're playing back to you, a lot of that is about kindness. And so I'm really excited, actually, to hear what you guys have to say for this episode. Um, Like, yeah, I'm super excited. (laughs) Um, so I just wanted to start by um, kind of reading a little bit from the mental health website so there's a website which is mentalhealth.org.uk and it talks all about you know what's happening for the mental health awareness week you know what is it about how does it work how can you get involved so definitely check that out Um, and as I said the theme for this year is kindness Um, and this is a bit from the website about why did they pick kindness Um, so the writer says last week I waited in a socially distanced queue outside the supermarket as the rain started to fall. One of the staff noticed we were getting wet. He scurried away to find a pile of umbrellas, carefully disinfected the handles and passed them out with a smile. To my surprise, my eyes started to well up. At a time when I felt alone, I suddenly felt connected. If I asked you the last time you gave or experienced kindness, you would tell me stories of when you felt moved, protected, held, seen, loved. And like we were just reading that this week and we just thought that's such a a beautiful way to start framing kindness and start thinking about it. And so what I'd really like to understand from you guys is, you know, whether it's in this time of COVID or, you know, in what you guys do in your day-to-day kind of your businesses and your day-to-day life. Kind of like, where have you seen kindness in that? Like, what does kindness mean to you guys? You know, how have you seen that make a difference?
2: Um, so there was a time when I was going into Belmarsh prison and I was supporting the chaplaincy on a weekly basis. And whilst I was there, I found there was a lot of young people or, or people who I grew up with, who were, who were spending, who were serving time in prison. Mm-hmm. So, um There was a boy that was in my class from year, in my secondary school class from year seven to year 11. And we were both troublemakers in school. I got into a bit of trouble, he got into a bit of trouble. But just because I found Christ, our paths just went totally the opposite way. He was in prison for murder. I was supporting the chaplaincy, preaching the gospel to these guys. Mm -hmm. So I was going in there week in, week out. Week in, week out, um, serving the men teas, coffees, whatever they wanted. Even to, to the point where the police, well, not the police, but the guards would come and tell me, this is not a hotel. Stop giving them tea and coffee. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're in prison, my friend. I'm like, yeah, but, you know, this this is an opportunity for me just to serve them. And my friend that I grew up with, he knew me when I was 12 and from my in my early teens. He's now seeing me, and he was so proud, seeing me serving. As a Christian, I saw boys that I grew up with on the streets, like you know, from from inner city London, they they knew me when I was younger and when I was a bit troublesome, and now they're seeing me in prison and they they loved the fire I had for God they and they were trying to replicate they were they were trying to copy me in, in a certain way you know because they wanted to have the same connection with God that I had. So years later, when I came when when um I um I was in Stratford and I saw one of the guys on the um from the prison on the bus. So this is a guy that was serving his sentence. He had finished his sentence now, and. He was on the bus, and he goes, when did you get out?" This me. I was never in
4: prison. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
2: He was like, "What?" But be- because of the way that I was with them,
4: yeah, mm.
2: I never ever seemed like I was too far away, oh so they were able to connect with me. Yeah, mm. so my, you know, just the way that I served them, the way that I spoke with them, and the way they could relate to me.
1: Mm. Wow. Well.
2: You know, not, yeah. So it was, it, I just thought, wow, he, they always thought I was <laughs>
4: like one of
1: them. Yeah. <laughs>
2: one of them. But every day I got to go home. Right? Yeah. You know?
1: But do, do you know what's so interesting about that is that when you kind of read in the Bible about Jesus, yeah. that's exactly how he was with people. Yeah. You know, he was very personable with them. Like when we think about people like Zacchaeus, he's like, I'm coming to your house. Yeah. You know, and people are like shocked, you know, but it's that, it's that being personable bringing people kindness because there's a verse that i really like it says it's about the goodness of god that brings men to repentance
2: yeah
1: you know yeah you know and that's that's bringing that kindness bringing that goodness it's it's really important
2: yeah
3: thank you okay um for me as well okay um for me kindness is um it's what love as a verb so you know love Mm. as an action word that's what i see and understand um kindness to be and um examples of kindness um i you know as as christians as you know practicing christians i i definitely i believe in um preaching the gospel sharing the gospel but one area that I tend to focus on is practically loving people into the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. So I really strongly believe that, you know, that what, you know, is it words, action speaks louder than words. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's one thing I always do whenever I um, meet someone new or just within, you know, a community or our surrounding, I always try to practically love people, not necessarily saying, you know, repent. You know, but I, I show love, and you know, sometimes it's it's really, really hard. Yes, I you know, mean. because sometimes you meet people they're really they make it really, really hard <laughs> to love them. <laughs> but it's being persistent. Even sometimes, you know, they might they might look at you and they might see you as a, a doormat. You still show them and demonstrate the love of God.
4: Mm.
2: Amen. Yeah, That's good. you know, I think um, another powerful moment for us was, you know, because we've always tried our best to be kind and show um, and just serve our community. You know, mm-hmm. feed the poor. Um, if we go past the poor, if we go past the homeless person, we try our best to, rem- to remember to buy him something. Ask if they want something. Mm-hmm. I don't really believe in giving money but i would also i would always go out my way go to the shop ask them do they want something from the shop and then go and buy it. and our children have grown up seeing us do that Mm -hmm. i remember there was one time when we um we was doing a a friend of mine has a homeless um outreach outreach in west end so my my wife and i and a couple of our friends bought a couple of sleeping bags and just a few things for the homeless people and like we took Joshua, the eldest. I uh, know Joshua and Jonathan, mm-hmm. the two eldest boys of us. Oh
3: no, we took all three. Oh, of we them. took all three of them. Yeah.
2: You know, and Joshua just served the men, the homeless. He get he he brought food for them, and they just asked him to go and get this, go and get that, and he just served them. I just watched my son serve them, mm-hmm. you know. And then afterwards, we had a bit more food. Joshua and Jonathan said they want to go into Stratford, into the old mall, and give people their food. So by the time we got there. They had given everybody food, and there was no. They had no more food, and Josh was like, "What can I do?" There's more people, so he went. He had a, a bit of change in his pocket. I think he had like, like three, four pounds. He went to go and buy drinks for people, and this wasn't me telling him to do it. This is he wanted to serve the people.
3: Yeah, yeah. and this was after a, a whole day, a whole of, day serving of serving homeless yeah. people in West London, like from
2: nine o'clock to like seven o'clock, <laughs>
3: and wow. we were looking forward to going home. And we're like,
2: no. <laughs> There's people in Stratford. Let's
3: go and help. And I was like, wow. wow. <laughs> No, um yeah they were willing to go the extra mile and i think kindness is also being willing to go the extra, extra mile 100%, where 100%. Where it you. Yeah. yeah something yeah
2: yeah where it cost you something you know mm. david said i will not give to god what doesn't cost me mm. yeah, we have to be willing to yeah for anything we give to someone to cost us a little something mm.
4: you
2: know, mm. a little bit of time money
3: grace grace <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah
1: Actually I think that's a really important distinction Because sometimes we just think of it In terms of giving money But what are some of those practical ways That you guys find Like you mentioned a couple now In terms of time and grace But like expand on that a little bit In terms of how can we actually Practically show kindness
2: um, I think um, Yeah first and foremost for me it, Working in the care system With young people in the care system Is being there for them mm. Trying to understand The context of where they've, come, they've, they've been through Or what they've been through Sorry there was a young guy who who came from that a Nigerian young guy who lived in the in the um in, in the residential care home that I was working in so I was supporting him and he had been through um tra- trauma from a young age he was abused by his mother and by his father and his father's wife so this young guy um was really into boxing really athletic young man really intelligent young guy really intelligent i really had a, a good connection with him and one of the things that we connected with also is that he was a Nigerian. I was a Nigerian. So I used to always bring him Nigerian food that I knew that he wouldn't get. So I would give, bring him the moi, moi, the pound of jam, all the things that I knew that he grew up eating but couldn't get it because he was no longer connected to he, to that side of his family. Yeah. You know? And, um, yeah, I remember so... This, so because of his past, he, he, um, he ended up having schizophrenia. Or schizophrenia, you know, really... Bad mental health issues, you know. Saying, "Yeah, his mama, his mother had passed away," and he was saying that he was speaking to his mom, and just really, really bad episodes were happening to him. So he ended up going into um, um, a mental health. Um, he, he ended up being sectioned and going into and going into hospital. So, but years later, I saw him and he remembered all the stuff I used to do for him. You know, just the time, just taking time to give him just a little stuff that he liked. You know, I would bring him a moimway, moi, panda jam, all the stuff that he knew. It you know, it cost me a little it cost me a little bit of money, but because he knew that that was that connection to his um to Nigeria that he had, to his mother, mm. to you know, to family. And he remembered that. Wow. You know? and, and he said, Thank you, you know, for always bringing me that. So I think kindness is is not yeah, it's not just it's going out of your way to make somebody feel you know valued. Valued, yeah. Ooh.
4: Yeah. To make not, somebody feel yeah.
2: valued and loved, that they they yeah they're important.
0: Yeah, you
2: know their feelings, their their wants are important.
0: Yeah, mm. yeah. So I I I love that, and I think one of the things that I really love about what you guys are both involved in in different ways is that. yes you preach the gospel yes you share um the message about jesus christ um that's something that we know that you definitely do but outside of that what you guys take a lot of time to do is be involved in loving and extending kindness to people who aren't necessarily even interested in the things of god or who haven't even said or shown any interest in the things of god and so i think i wanted us to speak into a bit more about that about the importance of us as christians and believers. Um, both being kind to one another um, internally but also not forgetting to be kind and to demonstrate love to those outside of the the Christian body Mm. yes Um,
3: yeah yeah, I I believe that's important I believe you know kindness amongst ourselves like our brothers and sisters in Christ is really really important yeah um, even when um, you know your brother and sister might hurt you or might you know do something that really irritates you, it's important to remember to be kind. And um, one thing I think you know that whole church hurt is a new term. Well, not a new term, but it's it's a term that is is a lot more common now, where a lot more people are speaking out about the ways in which you know the brothers and sisters within the church. Have Mm. not shown them kindness. Mm. And, you know, before when people used to talk about that, I used to think, it's really not that deep until I personally experienced it myself. And I think it really did hurt the most. Mm. You know, you kind of expect, you know, bad behavior or unkindness from people outside of church. Mm. But, you know, when it's within like a close circle, like people that you do life with, you know, year Mm. in, year out, or day in day out, and you know when you personally experience unkindness, it's really hard to bounce back from it. Mm. but but yeah. you have to to make that decision and choose to um to forgive and yeah. to to continue loving and to um, continue serving.
1: Mm-hmm. sorry i just wanted to ask because i think i feel like with stuff like church hurt there's always two sides to it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i feel like the first side is the people who have been hurt
4: mm-hmm. and
1: how do they walk in kindness but then the other side is how do we actually start getting on the path to where church hurt isn't as isn't as prevalent
4: mm-hmm. right
1: because i feel like for me it's like how do we get to that place where we are not hurting each other anymore does that come down to kindness mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. you know how 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 do we get there
3: I feel like it definitely comes down to kindness you know sometimes we can become we can spiritualize things like too much oh, where yeah. we forget the basic things such as loving you know Be being nice. kind to your brother and sister
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <Yes.
3: laughs> and and i i think you know me personally experience like being hurt. like it, it, it really taught me a lot you know, where I'm more aware, more, you know, that, you know, instead of me spiritualizing things, but actually just the practical things of just being kind, it's really important. And it really does go a long way
4: Yeah, because
3: sure. you can, you learn to, we can agree to disagree. Yeah. Mm. You know, learning to agree to disagree, to disagree but yeah. still choosing to love, still choosing to be kind. Yeah.
1: Huh. Mm. Mm. and i think something that comes through quite a lot from what you guys are saying is about understanding so you know it's a bit hard to do something kind for someone when you don't necessarily know what they need or what they like so like you're saying with the nigerian guy like you actually could see that that was something that he was connected to and he had some fond memories of yeah You know, and I feel like sometimes even with like the church hurt and, you know, being unkind to one another, often it's because we don't really take the time to understand where other people are coming from. Yeah, Yeah. You know, we might just disagree with something they've said or something they've done, but I saw something that says, you know, we we judge ourselves based on our intentions, but we judge others based on their actions. Oh yeah, perfect, yeah. Right, so you might have done something to me, but I don't don't try and often see, okay, why did you do that?
4: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, whereas actually, if I try and understand your intentions behind it, Mm -hmm. then actually maybe I can give you, it's easier for me in that way to give you more grace, because I understand actually, that wasn't even your intention. Mm You know, so I feel like sometimes kindness is even just trying to find out more about people, their intentions, what's their story, yeah. you know?
3: Yeah. And it's also choosing to believe the best about people. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. when when so something true. when someone does something re- like that you feel is unkind to you yeah. actually you know choosing to not believe like the worst that you you, you know sometimes you know our flesh are like no nah, that person intentionally, <laughs> intentionally did that that's deep yeah. <laughs> you know but actually you know trying to see things from their you know their their point of view and actually believing that actually that person is my brother and sister or, or sister in christ mm. i don't think they would intentionally, intentionally do yeah. this or do that mm. You know,
2: and then having them that difficult conversation, saying what you did oh, made me feel away. this way. <laughs> like you, you have to have that, you know, and and then allow them to say, you know, what I did not mean that at all. Yeah. This is where yeah. I, this is what, this is what I was trying to do, and yeah. then you know, that allows that allows some space for grace. You're like, yeah. oh, okay, I can see now, but this is what how it made me feel.
1: i I think that sometimes we see confrontation as unkind yeah but for me confrontation is kindness right because and when i say confrontation i don't mean rolling up on you shouting in your (laughs) face no like i mean what you've just said is look this is what's happened this is how it made me feel and i just want to give you an opportunity (laughs) to talk to me you know even the bible says about if you have something against your brother go and talk to them Yeah, yeah yeah you know, and I think that if we do that in a kind way, you know, there would be so much more understanding. But what actually we do is we go, oh, I know what they meant. And then I build up this picture of this. Past yeah, past yeah. like, <laughs> But you didn't even give them the opportunity to, to say, you yeah. know.
0: And I think when you do have that conversation, just to pick up on what you said, like by the fact that you are even being vulnerable enough to say, actually, this thing hurt me or this thing upset me, this thing annoyed me. is something that really can show not necessarily always will do but can show that you are invested in the relationship enough that you want to repair it and make it work yeah. Um, sometimes it can be built on pride when you're just like yeah I want to prove a point (laughs) point, you messed up and now you're ex (laughs) but but I think yeah when we do it right with the biblical approach that you've spoken about um, it just it, it actually shows that somebody is invested because I think about even times where even like some of my brothers my wife is another example have confronted me on various things Um, times when I've done things that I didn't think were wrong uh, times where I didn't realise that I've hurt or upset them or done something to offend them and whether I agree or not about it being an offence or something that not even agree on it being offence but whether I agree on it being justified or not in that moment I have to take a step back and humble myself and say you know what number one in a lot of these situations I have have actually got something wrong (laughs) but number two regardless of whether I have officially done something wrong or not in my eyes, am I going to love this person and value this person enough to hear where they're coming from and to at least be willing to adjust and adapt for the benefit of our relationship, for the benefit of the the growth Mm -hmm. and stuff like that as well
1: I I think something that you said is really important and it's about the motive so let's say you're the person who's been offended, right your motive should be about understanding yeah. You know, your motive should be about, I want to try and understand them. And I want to make peace, Yeah. yeah. you know, your motive isn't about, I need to be right. You know, mm-hmm. you've wronged yeah. me. And I need to let, you know, Yeah. you know, and I think when we're in the position to confront people, I think trying to understand how do I do this with kindness, Yeah. I think is really, really important. But I think also I'm trying to always think about the, these things from both sides. Yeah. So like when someone comes to confront me, how do I respond? Yeah, yeah like yeah, you that's sure it comes
0: up
4: defense yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly like what's the kind thing to do because it's also recognizing that it's not easy for people to confront one another okay. so, I love what you said about when someone confronts me it's because actually they want they want the relationship yeah
0: they yeah, value the yeah. relationship exactly yeah. and even that yeah. point that you just made there is very wrong and it's something that even I'm really trying to practice more and more because I know that like I studied law bro like do you know what i mean so if you bring something to me like the way that my mind works automatically it's almost like i'm dissecting whether this is actually valid or accurate or if you've even misquoted what i've said in the first place do you know what i mean to um, arguments yeah and i think yeah i think that even got me in trouble earlier this week alone like <laughs> but but like practically speaking like i'm saying this out loud because this is really something that i think we have to be intentional about i know i definitely do Um, in just keeping my mouth shut sometimes, just to listen and Uh take it in before I say anything, especially because I can be very
1: fast with my mouth. And and I think it's about putting it into that context because sometimes the stuff that people say hurts, Yeah. it's like zooming out from, okay, you said this and it hurts. Yeah. But it's, okay, let me zoom out to the context. Like, you've come to me, you've confronted me about something, you're actually trying to make things right, so zoom a little bit out and yeah get out my feelings a little bit and oh just God. and just take it
2: yeah and i, I think well um yeah what was said earlier about valuing the relationship so if you truly value somebody you're like you know what i' want to make this work mm. you know i want to make this work and um i, I I've, yeah i've had quite a few conversations with, with really good friends that our relationships, our relationships have, have, have even blossomed more yeah because we've had that difficult conversation yeah
4: yeah
2: and at times i don't want to be in that place where someone's telling me what i've done like like arnold has said yeah but you have to be there and you have to hear the person's heart and it's like wow you're actually coming to me yeah, yeah
0: it's yeah. vulnerable
2: yeah and this in, in this vulnerable position you're willing to tell me this is what i'm doing yeah growing up the way i grew up Uber masculine. <laughs> I don't want <laughs> to come and be vulnerable
4: to
2: you. But I've had friends take me out for drinks and they say, "Yo, the way that you said that, or what you done there, mm. made me feel like this." Mm. And I thought, "Wow, I, w- I probably wouldn't have done it, but me, I respect you. Respect that. Yeah. Now. <laughs> you know what? I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to do that. But nevertheless, yeah. you came to me. This is this is like a ma- like a man. Like you telling <laughs> like for me. You know, I, I would literally.
1: Um, hold that. Hold it down.
2: Yeah, hold it down. It. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it moving. I have that thing in my heart. In my, you know,
1: yeah. just to
0: freshen no, that. It's cool, it's cool. It's cool. Oh, yeah,
1: it's cool. No, it's cool. It's, yeah, cool. that's good. It's good. It's good. Uh, yeah. it's good but you're obviously not good, but I'm not good. <laughs> you know,
2: the next time, talking, I'm piling up against you. You know. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, but the way my friend came to me, this this is actually, and he came to me and he sat down. We had, he, we went for a couple of drinks, and he told me. Yo, what do, you did... Do you want to clarify what a couple of drinks mean?
4: Okay, okay. <laughs> did you get drunk? <laughs> yeah, I have to clarify, yeah. Two shots. Okay. Um, two drinks. <laughs> two drinks. Uh, coke. <laughs>
2: you know, so we just sat down and we just spoke. You know, and he, just, he was really vulnerable with me, you know, and just really shared his heart. We're friends. We, we had been friends for a long time but it was just it was really yeah it was really good just to hear my friend's heart and just tell but in in our meeting he really showed me how much he valued me and our relationship Mm. and he didn't want this misunderstanding if it was to come between what we've built Mm. so
1: so, question who paid for the drinks No, but but that's really interesting, right? He's a top boy. Yeah. That's really like that's really emotionally intelligent, right? Yeah. Because he created an environment where, look, okay, we're gonna go out, we're gonna break bread together or have some drinks together, and that's something that cost him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. See what I mean? Yeah. So he actually created a really, really nice environment, which also showed that he valued you. Yeah, Yeah. for real. That's awesome. You know, that is awesome.
2: That's why. one of my best friends <laughs> <laughs> so the truth like, is like... no but yeah it, it's, yeah and i i, I learned from that so i, I i've learned to be a, a little more vulnerable than i used to be yeah. because I, I if i value something i need to kind of let um, oh, um ego go and just say okay cool i i want you in my really i want you in my life and I Mm -hmm. want to continue this relationship but this is what's happened and this is how I feel about what you said or what you've done and Mm -hmm. give you the opportunity or give the person the opportunity to kind of say yo I didn't mean it like that Mm -hmm. this is what I was this is what I meant this is how I felt when I said that I apologize or if they don't and they say I don't really care but at least you know exactly at least we know it's
1: not an assumption
2: yeah it's not an assumption
1: yeah
3: yeah and and um, I love what you all said that you know what vulnerability is also linked to kindness. It's mm. being willing to be
4: vulnerable.
3: That's mm. that's the.
2: But but think about it. Homeless people are vulnerable all the time. Yeah, yeah. And they're, they're they're dependent on us to be kind to them.
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. So truly, vulnerability is linked to kindness. You know, people are you know people are always dependent on someone. The dependency or the vulnerability. To kind of say help me
0: yeah mm-hmm. yeah
2: give me support me you know and then it's yeah vulnerability is linked to kindness definitely
0: so one of mm-hmm. the things that I'm I'm really picking up on from a lot of the things we're saying is communication and oh. I think oh, yeah. just how because I think like took thinking about mental health generally and thinking about whether it's feeling um, feeling really low or feeling offended or whatever the thing is, I think each of us can probably attest from our own experience that when that thing is something that you internalise and you haven't expressed or vocalised anywhere, it can almost, like, build up and make mm-hmm. it a whole lot worse than it probably was okay. in the beginning. But what I wanted to, um, I guess, lean into, even from your experience, David, is when you're dealing with some of the young people that you meet, you've, you've come across, you meet them at a point where you haven't necessarily got their context of where they're coming from, yeah. straight away. So how do you engage with them in a way that you're able to communicate and learn some of the things about their backgrounds and then also extend kindness in just the way that you are with them, if that makes sense?
2: I think fundamentally, you know, um, with the young people, I I approach them as real as as I possibly can. You know, um, I've got no ulterior motives. Mm. I'm here to support you. This is what I can do. This is what I can't do. Mm. So from that standpoint, they can then choose how far they want to go, yeah. you know, you know. Um, yeah, there's, there's, um, I, I play football or I used to play football yeah. <laughs> <laughs> outside of lockdown. I'm, I play football on Tuesdays and Sundays with a group from the local area. And, you know, these kids, I'm playing with 18, 19 year olds. <laughs> so 18 oh. and uh, mid 20s, I'm in my 30s. And I'm chasing these kids up and down. <laughs> and they're just doing all their... Because I'm, I'm always playing centre-back or right-back because I'm yeah. not running. <laughs> yeah. so, but, you know, but through football, through the engagements we have, you know, I've built relationships with them.
4: Because
2: mm. they see what kind of person you are on the pitch and, you know, and and how you connect with them on the pitch. But then, and some of these guys, we've them into work through the Vine Connect that we've had. Mm. And then um, we had an interview with uh, a reporter... A few weeks, a few well, just before um, in in January was it?
3: In February. In just February, before just before the
2: lockdown, and one of the boys was just walking past, and he came and said he wanted to talk about some of the work we've done for him, hmm. and he said, "You know, David, David, and um, we we all know David, and he's like a brother to us. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But this is from the engagement we've had from football,
4: hmm.
2: and it's just grown from football. It's grown into um, meeting them for vine, supporting them to get employment." And he mm. says, whenever we want something or we need to talk to somebody about something, mm. we can come to David. Mm. You know they they asked me they asked me to speak to their to their parents about certain things that they wanted to do. Mm. So, right. just being there has given has opened doors for them to kind of show me to like to for me to, um, to get to know their context and
4: mm.
2: and really kind of change or even um, in, yeah, inspire or even support, support them. them in the mm. ways
1: that they need. Oh, so, would you, so would you say it's kind of that making yourself available? available yeah, consistently definitely. available? Yeah, definitely. Making yourself okay. available.
3: And it's also being kind not just in a like, situation where it really matters, but in the smaller yeah. things yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. Yeah. love, that. On, love so, that. on
3: the football pitch, if you are mean or if... Come You're on.
4: rude, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> we <laughs> all that, know fiction. David.
3: Right? Yeah, <laughs> because they saw your heart even whilst playing football, yeah. they could trust you when you said to them, oh, um, you're looking for work. Yeah. You know, come down, let me support you. For sure, You know, yeah. they could trust you when they're like, actually, do you mind speaking to my mum or dad? They don't understand what I'm trying to do.
1: Yeah, yeah. Perfect. So I, had, I just have one question. So, like... This is interesting because it's kind of like these are people who you don't necessarily know and you're trying to forge a connection with them. And, you know, that's one side of things. There's also another side of, you know, your family and your friends or people that you've grown up with. And do you feel like it's different trying to kind of show kindness to those people or open up people that you're already very familiar with? Or Mm. do you think it's kind of a similar approach?
3: Um... That's a really interesting yeah, yeah, very, question. Yeah, yeah, very, very,
2: very, very good question. <laughs>
3: yeah, um, I think what it is with people that you're familiar with, sometimes it's easy to be kind, sometimes it's not.
1: Mm.
3: You know that there is that saying. Um,
1: Familiarity breeds contempt, that's right? That's it. Yeah.
3: That yeah. word, yes, okay. is safe, is yeah. that saying? You know when when you know sometimes you know it's like obviously generally you love your 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 family you love your friends but sometimes it's easy to be unkind to them and you have to be intentional Mm. you know especially when you're you're married you've been married for 10 years (laughs) you have to be intentional (laughs) intentional and remind yourself that actually I I need to be kind
4: Uh you know
3: yes I love them yes I do things you know I serve them on a daily basis but also in my words I need to remember to be kind Mm
4: -hmm. with the kids
3: when they wind you up and you're like kids how many times am I going to tell you the same thing over and over again and sometimes you're you know you're within your right to tell them off but you know even in you like talking to them remembering to be kind
1: yeah Mm -hmm because i think that's so key especially at the moment where like so we're in covid we're in lockdown people are spending like 23 hours a day seven days a week with their families yeah and that's that's a real building pot for frustration yeah. and Boy, for um, unkindness yeah. so i think what you said about being intentional you know and almost like even thinking like okay let me try and see this person in fresh eyes like yeah you know how do I actually view this person how do I how do I intentionally show kindness to them I think is is really really important what are some of the things so I loved what you guys said actually about at the beginning when we were talking before and you said about when your kids kind of brought you up on some of those kind of things so talk to us a bit about kind of how you guys are navigating kindness in through COVID and you know what because it sounds like your kids are taking some of those lessons and really even just playing them back to you
4: you know,
3: <laughs> sure. um, yeah, um, how are we navigating kindness um, in COVID 19? Um, by forgiving each other constantly. want, I want. Like constantly, like (laughs) making that decision. You know, every day you go to bed and you wake up and you're like, Lord, give me the grace to be kind and to (laughs) practically love my husband and my children because they're testing me. (laughs) (laughs) They really are.
2: I don't feel the same way. I'm. I'm I've got.
4: I don't know. (laughs) You wake up every morning with fresh (laughs) grace. (laughs) I'm okay. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, yeah, um, yeah. I, I think what we do, we 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 have um, delegated spaces, so oh, yeah, yes. we, 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 we we eat together. We we do we support the young people. We support the kids with their work and homeschooling together. And then we have our own space. Mm. So after three four hours, four, four hours of being together,
3: I take the bed. Yeah, don't come
2: into the kitchen. Daddy's come there with. doing. <laughs> and then we come back together so it's just that you know we're able to breathe and able to Mm -hmm. have our own space able to think outside of consistent mom mom dad dad Mm -hmm. dad david david you know just that consistent need from Mm -hmm. an old school cool from everybody else
3: yeah and i think i like i like that you mentioned that because you know self-care yeah, you know sometimes in order for you to be kind or, or to remain kind you need to also be kind to yourself when 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 you're not kind to yourself it you lose your patient very yeah. quickly and you're not kind to others hmm. so one way i made the decision i was like you know what in order for me to have like an a release and um i i decided to to start running
4: yeah in
3: COVID 19 i'm not a fan of exercise
4: right?
3: <laughs> <laughs> like i'll have a gym membership and i won't go consistently after a while i'm like people are lying when they said they love exercise
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know but um I, I think I, I i i recognized within myself that actually it was it, it's been quite intense like as mm, much yeah. as i love my family but day in day out mommy this mommy that like 24 mm. 7 it was getting a bit much and i decided to start running and it was such a, a positive release for me that i'm actually starting to enjoy it yeah,
1: uh, and, yeah. And, there we go
3: and <laughs> you know when i go running have my alone time i come back mommy is ready you know oh, yeah. you know i'm ready i'm i'm able to give my kids my husband my best
1: i i I think what you said about self-care is so important and Uh it's actually it's a biblical principle right because it says love your neighbor what as you love yourself Mm. you know so i feel like with god it's like everything that we do should be from a place of overflow Mm. you know so out of the abundance of love that i've that self-care that i've had i'm able to then pour that out onto other people you know i shouldn't be running on empty and Uh Then, Trent, no, like, I think what you said about self-care is something that, especially in, like, in faith circles, we don't necessarily actually focus on,
4: Mm.
1: you know, and I think that what that looks like is very different for everybody, you know, Mm. so... I would really yeah. challenge like people that are listening is what are the ways that you actually take care of yourself yeah you know what actually fills your tank what actually gets you into that place of actually i've got clear headspace yeah so like for me like if i'm on a basketball court and i'm shooting i don't think about nothing it's the only time my brain is just like off all i'm yeah. thinking is the like, you know everybody some people it's like they escape in a book or whatever it mm. is but like, that self-care i think is so important and
3: also as you mentioned within the faith circle I, I i definitely agree like before when you know i heard the term self-care i'm like oh that sounds selfish yeah right <laughs> what, what does that mean yeah. what is what kind of new age madness is this is what I did first? <laughs> you know until i started training as a, a counselor or therapist you know and i started to realize the importance of setting time aside for yourself to care for your mental health Mm. you know sometimes we focus on the physical health but not necessarily the mental health you know and it's it's important and as you said it's 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 part of the sabbath right
1: yeah
3: taking time out to rest, to rest
1: So, do you know what I just realized as well is that like some people want scriptures for this, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> give it to so, them. <laughs> the lesson, <laughs> so when we look at Jesus, right, you see this pattern where he would be with the multitudes, he'd be pouring out, he'd be pouring out, and then it says, and he went to the mountains mm. to pray. You know, yeah. mm. early in the morning he went and he had that time because for him, that was his self-care was let me get away from everything that's happening, yeah. right? Because imagine the demands that were placed on Jesus. Yeah. Like, it's crazy, but he mm. would actually just retreat away into the mountains or in the early morning, just go do a, his little time. So he would just go and spend time with God and get refilled mm. in that way. And so it's actually like, it's a biblical thing. Like Jesus yeah. himself did it, you know, there were times where he had to separate, you know, people wanted him to stay. And he said, actually, I need to go do this. I need to go. Like, it's actually okay to sometimes say no to stuff, you know, oh,
3: and... it's important. Yeah. It's necessary. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think we've we've learnt the the hard way learning to say no.
2: <laughs> yeah, learning to say no. Because <laughs>
3: sometimes you think kindness is saying yes all the time, but yeah. actually kindness is learning to and say no, recognizing and learning when to say no.
2: You know, mm. I, um, we've been speaking to the boys, um, um, like the difference between being kind and being nice.
1: Oh, okay. Talk Cause about
3: it. I
2: grew up thinking being nice is being kind. They're not the wow. same thing nice is when you feel like um you're, you're um it's mandatory that you have to do something oh you don't want to give someone your sweet but be nice you give them your sweet right but kindness is when it comes it blows straight out of you i'm going to do this because i want to
4: yeah but you're
2: reluctant to do Uh-oh. something when you're nice but when you're kind it's like i'm going to do this hmm. i've chosen to do this but nice is when Okay, I don't want to, but here, uh, take my sweet. Like, uh, I'll tell, you, I'll tell the boys, be nice and share. Yeah, uh, wow. reluctant well, to share, but they will share because they is mandatory to. Oh. We're, we're, like kindness is different to nice.
3: Yeah, and, and I think
2: like as Christians, we, we we were taught just to be nice, to be nice. It doesn't co- it cost you something, but it hurts you when uh, uh, okay. it costs. You. Yeah, and wow. I feel like people pleasing also is yeah. being
3: nice. Yeah,
2: people pleasing is being nice, and that's it's all about
3: yeah yeah so people pleasing you know some one one thing i've learned over the years is that actually you know people pleasing is being nice Mm. you know kindness is different
1: yeah i love that (laughs) distinction i absolutely love wow 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 (laughs) wow
0: i want to go back a little bit just because i think you guys have spoken about some really good examples of how you've been able to self-care um within your home so designating spaces being one of them going for a run being another one but i think what i wanted to maybe pick up on is how do you guys think are some ways or even in that situation for you guys how did you identify that there was a need for some sort of self-care solution or some sort of okay we need something something is amiss here we need to take action in order to take care of ourselves so that we can be kind and loving to one another
3: I think it's when we realise we weren't being kind to each yeah, other. Yeah, our
2: responses to our response to uh, to once to, towards one another. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, when we're just being sharp all yeah. the time. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah everything is the the like, <laughs> it's just coming at her or coming at like the children really. Yeah, um, um, sharp yes. or negatively. I realise okay, cool. I need to spend some time by myself.
3: <laughs> well, fine, but you
0: know what yeah that this is this is actually a really important thing because what i'm trying to really unpick is because sometimes like i can be sharp i know it, like and i might not always pick up on when it's happening Um, yeah. and so it's one thing it's important for me to be able to recognize actually arnold being a bit sharp and to be reflective and introspective but i think also that loving confrontation that you you've obviously shared with david to say david have you had your quiet time for example it shows that you are actually thinking the best about him and you're recognizing that this is not who david is and so you're reminding him david this is who you are so yeah. <laughs> you need to go back I'm, and recharge I'm, to be yourself.
2: long exposing me? <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing because it's hard to say. Uh, have you had your quiet time to say?
4: <laughs> 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 She'll you
2: say what kind of spirits and- <laughs> entered this <laughs>
4: But
0: you know what, yeah, just, just to even, like, humanise this a bit more, like, I, Nash definitely pulls me up at times as well. Like, I remember the other day, she was asking me something about prayer, and I just wasn't interested in praying at the moment. Like, I was I, <laughs> I was in what I was in at that time. But I know that thereafter, like, we ended up praying together. I, I, I didn't even do most of the praying in that prayer session, but, like, I was more receiving. I took time away, recharged, refilled. And I think even... Just the benefit of even having her being able to stand in that moment when I wasn't standing the way that I ought to have. Um, and I think obviously like as a man there's obviously a lot of expectations that you must always be upright and stuff, but the truth is the Bible exposes us all. We're all um, yeah. capable of falling short. And so so yeah, so whether it be in the, the marriage context or even in the brother sister context, the friendship, the the uncle, the aunt, the the mum, the dad, I just I really see the importance of what i've seen from you guys have shared being able to lovingly remember who people are and separate that in the moment because like we have to be real about it like this whole lockdown thing it's not normal like and i think it's not normal i don't know if a lot of us have really really got to grips with how abnormal this is and how much of an effect it can have on our day-to-day lives because i really do think that there's going to be what i'd like to think that people will look back and reflect and say wow that was a crazy time where yeah. where things were just so out of whack um but it's about being able to identify that even now whilst we're going through it and to realize mm. that the context that we're in is extremely abnormal we, we have in my whole lifetime i think in all of our lifetimes we've never had a time where we've been confined to our own homes for no. so long and so so much time we've such little preparation on such a short notice yeah, like it, actually, we, yeah. we, we didn't get eased into this this was something that just came upon us suddenly where <laughs> <laughs> one day there was an announcement and then everything got shut down um yes so yeah so i think yeah just back to the point that you guys were sharing i think it's about really remembering who people are and being able to distinguish yeah. that mm-hmm. in yeah. really like funny contexts
3: yeah <laughs> And also doing doing the same with your kids as well. Right yeah, You know. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you know your kids like like I, I believe before the lockdown, we knew our kids very well. But obviously, spending more time, you really get to know them. You know better. Yeah. And you know sometimes you see certain characteristics. You know yeah. you're like okay yeah. like, clearly <laughs> you know th- th- this lockdown is getting to them and you pull them aside and reminding them of who they are yeah you know like know. you know boys this is this is not the way you normally you know interact or respond to your the brother probably, what's yeah. going yeah. on
4: yeah
3: and you know saying to them that i know you're kind mm. i know you're wow. this you know calling those you know goodness those good characteristics, characteristics yeah. out of them wow. and for them to identify and recognize that actually i haven't been acting kind mm. i haven't been forgiven maybe i need to take responsibility mm. and just doing that you can really see yeah. see a difference
4: mm.
1: I, I really like that about calling out what you want to see
3: mm. or what
1: you know is already there but they're not displaying yeah. because that's quite a different approach to telling someone off for yeah being yeah. what you don't want to see yeah. yes um and i think that even fits into like you know when you confront people about things Mm. you know speaking about more you know who you know that they are or who you know that they can be and speak to that potential and call it forward Mm. i think that actually has a big difference in how people receive it
3: Mm. and even that's that's scriptural as well like even with with us with god like Mm. when god you know see us Mm. in our own quiet time you know we know how far you know how short we are fallen like we know what goes on inside of our hearts mm. and god you know sometimes he'll choose you know he'll, he'll tell you like you're my daughter i love you you're mm. this wow. you're that he calls he speaks he calls things out of us like that we sometimes forget but he knows you he know is, us, is, yeah, is there what he's, called, yeah, us what to he's be. called us to be and that helps us to, to rise to the occasion yeah, to want to do better mm.
4: Mm. love it
3: yeah
2: yeah even today um i was speaking to um during our family meeting i had to apologize to the boys for my for my actions in the times that i've been sharp with them i said you know during this lockdown i know that i've been harsh
1: yeah wow you
4: know
2: so i apologize wait
1: are me. you sure you're nigerian uh, <laughs> <laughs> Nibri, we're, Nibri. We're, learning, we're learning to do <laughs> no, be no, better we're,
2: we're, to we're do learning. Better. To, we're trying <laughs> you know but I had to apologize to the boys because they know that Daddy's not normally like this,
4: mm-hmm.
2: mm. you know. But and I don't like 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 Arnold said. In the future, we're gonna look back at this period of time. I don't want them to look back and say, "Yo, that time, Daddy was really, he was angry all the time."
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: So I wanted to kind of say, "Yo, during this time, yeah, I explained, you know, it's uh, no one's ever been like this." I said, even my through my mum's, through my grandmother's, during grandmother's period, this- no one's ever ever had this situation happen. Yeah. So and i'm sorry that i responded in the and i've been responding in the ways that i have been
4: yeah
2: yeah so i just have to apologize to them and just let them know that you know daddy's not like this at all so yeah (laughs) they're like okay
1: (laughs) i think i think don't underestimate the impact of that on your kids because like for me my dad was quite like that too right like my parents are nigerian but they've always tried to raise us kingdom and kingdom is like if you get it wrong admit that you got it wrong. Yeah so I those are some of the things where I remember like my dad admitting that he was wrong about stuff you know and it actually shapes you it really does so honestly don't underestimate you know the power of what you're doing with that because that's what your kids will remember Yeah.
4: Yeah. thank you thank
1: you yeah
3: wow this is deep Yeah. I was wondering how this would work. I was like, "There's no questions beforehand." <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, I think I think in some ways it's better this way because like what needs to come out just comes out. You know, there's yeah. it's just it's just free flowing. Like one thing though, actually, you mentioned the marriage course. Okay. Yes. Are we are we getting into the marriage course?
3: Yes. Yes. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes, yes.
2: Okay, Sana, you can.
3: Say More about it, talk about yes. It. Um, yeah, so a, a friend shared the link. Um, HDB, so Holy Trinity Brampton Church, they're doing a marriage course, it's a well known marriage course. They do premarital um I'm counseling sure. and they do a marriage course, you know, for people who are already married. You know, not necessarily because you have like is- like massive issue, but just you know, if you've been married for a year or two and you'd like to, you know, um, improve you know your, your relationship it's like a marriage mlt so you okay mean, mm-hmm. i like yeah. that's, yeah. that's 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 he's using my time <laughs> <laughs>
2: no because she had to try and sell it to me i'm
3: like why you <laughs> gonna, i had to i had to sell it to him he's like <laughs> we're, we're good, good man like, why did this and she's
2: like it's like a marriage MLT, i know oh, we're good white. but.
3: <laughs> yeah i had to think about how i was gonna sell this to david (laughs) because he's just thinking oh my gosh we're just gonna talk and talk and talk again you know (laughs) so i had to i had to really think about it and i was like no it's like you know your your car it's not necessary you have a a car it's not that there's anything wrong with it but you have to take the car to get checked mot'd right yeah it's the same with this course it's like a marriage mot you you literally um go through a course online and you order you buy the only thing you pay for is the journals and um we started last week and it's been really really good Yeah, it's
2: been good it's yeah.
3: literally just going back over like foundational stuff like counseling expectation you know all all, all the, the good stuff you know yeah and even you know how marriage. we first
2: met obviously there's all the um, yeah the, the counseling and the expectations but how we first met what, what what were your first thoughts when when you met your spouse? Yeah, you know, and just little things like that.
3: It's, is, it's, good. it's it's good it's good to remind yourself of why you, you you decided to get married to the person.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> especially in COVID. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why, why, why did why I, I do that guy, Yeah, <laughs> yeah do <did> <laughs>
3: yeah. So yeah. Like what, Why did I get married again? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's
2: good, it's good, and it's just you know yeah. And just hearing Asana talk about, you know, when we met and how she felt and all the stuff. So I like, okay. Yeah, she did.
1: So it'd be good if you guys can send us the link to that and we'll put it in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Um, so just before we kind of end up, unless there's anything else you guys wanted to, you guys felt like you wanted to share or you wanted to cover, because I want to take a little bit of a detour. Okay, <laughs> brilliant. So when you were doing your intros, one of the things that you mentioned was about, you know, your new, um, you know, your new project or your new business about stay at home months. Yes. And I'd be really interested just to hear a little bit more about that. And like, what is it that you're doing? Cause it's quite, it sounds quite interesting.
3: Oh, okay. Um, I think, you know, one of the reason why, so I'm um, okay. So I, I've always been sort of passionate about events, um, management events design and you know what whilst I was a stay at home mom I was you know going through a season of of oh, okay let me start again <laughs> okay so um yeah so i my, my business it's i'm a events designer events manager and um i really kind of discovered um the, this skill whilst i was a stay at home mom so before marriage i was um, I had, you know, so many plans and, you know, after getting married and having kids, I personally made the decision that I actually wanted to take some time out just to focus on being a mom and being a wife. And, you know, it was it was a challenging um, season. I, I feel like, you know, sometimes when you're you're knee deep in a parenting, mothering, you know, being a wife, you know, you forget who you are and you know just you know being creative you know through doing events it was uh, a way for me to you know express myself okay. and you know being, being being a mom or being a stay-at-home mom can be lonely and it can sometimes take a toll on your mental health okay. and um it's 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 one of the reasons why I personally decided to study counselling. I went through a season where, um, like I had every reason to be happy, you know, really, really, uh, I was going to say a fantastic husband, you know, great (laughs) kids, (laughs) but you know, it was, I, I was, I went for a season where I was, you know, like i wake up and I just felt exhausted, Mm. exhausted,
4: Mm.
3: you know, and, um, And yeah, I think that went on for quite a few months and one day I said to David, I I don't think I'm okay. And David was like, what do you mean you don't think you're okay? You've got a fantastic husband. (laughs) 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 What what do you mean? I was like, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) And And, um, and you know, over the months I was able to unpick and just realize that, um, identify that I was so busy, you know, being, being a mom, being a wife that I wasn't like taking time out to self-care, like to focus on myself Mm. and, um, yeah and 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 I also recognize that a lot of other stay at home moms they're they they're dealing with like sim- similar issues so a lot of a lot of moms when they make the decision to stay at home like to, to put a pause on their career, they're literally being penalized because when when you decide to go back to work, you have a gap in your employment and sometimes it's really difficult to to get like employment mm. and mm. you know if you sometimes when you do go back to work and you're asking for flexible employment it's it's not always possible yeah so i thought wouldn't it be great if whilst moms are on maternity leave whilst at home wouldn't it be great to create employment opportunities yeah. and a support network for them where they can you know work and you know also work earn and also be there for their family in the me way up, they up, would up. like to and also meet other moms. And also to meet other moms.
1: And so what does that look like, like, day to day? Like, how would that work for someone who's looking to get involved? You know, what kind of work could they be doing? Like, how does it, tell us a bit more detail about
3: okay, it. Okay, so at first I just started, like, at first my main focus was on, um, you know, um, offering like, employment opportunities to mums who are seeking flexible employment, but now it's not just... Like events, opportunities, but moms who would like to get into like the creative industry. Wow. Um, I, I, you know, I, like since I started networking, I just realised that there's a lot of moms who are working in creative industry, and you know, it's it's had a really positive impact on their families and That's on their, awesome. themselves. Yes.
1: Wow.
0: And and if anybody was interested in finding out a bit more about that particular opportunity where where could we send them where can they find you
3: How okay can they get in touch? well they can find me on instagram so um mm. my name if they search Isana lori um they could dm me and i'll be happy to to um, answer any questions they may have
1: brilliant awesome thank so, you that that for me is really interesting kind of what you're yeah. putting together and i think that's something that's very needed um so yeah thank you so much for sharing about that as well um and so just as we kind of close out, um, one of the things that we really wanted to encourage people about is to start considering how can they be kinder in COVID. So David, I know that you mentioned that you'd seen some cool things um, and you had some opportunities as well that people can get involved with. So. I think one of the things is, firstly, like, consider how you can be kind within your own household.
4: Mm-hmm. So, you know,
1: we've talked about with your family, how can you be kind? But David, what are some of those kind of opportunities? What are some of the things that you've seen um, of people showing kindness? Okay,
2: in East London there's a um, and South London, there's a, a young lady who's got an organisation called Come Out of a H- Hide-In. Mm-hmm. And what they do is they support... Um, they work with Tesco and other... Supermarkets to, um, who deliver um to to get food and then deliver it to people during this period of time. Okay. Um, there's um, um, local governments are doing the same thing. Especially Newham's doing that, where they they go they support people with food and um, yeah, and and different different household needs, household necessities. Anything else? Mm.
3: <laughs> okay um yeah in in our local area there's a lot of like um volunteers coming together and supporting their local communities um where i live um there's a we've created a support network where we check on our neighbors there's a whatsapp um page or mm. or there's a whatsapp number where if anyone is um self-isolating they can send a message to say oh I need to get some food from Sainsbury's is anyone available and people will be like yeah I'm available I can I can support you if there's anyone who needs to pick up um, prescription from the pharmacy you know they just make their needs known and people will will volunteer to support um that person yeah mm. And I guess within our own community as well, like um people have literally been contacting us saying that they they'd like to donate like um food, you know, um or finance to support a family need and that's been really amazing.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's there's so many other things that are happening within this period, you know. Mm. Um so many people are raising money for the NHS, you know. Um, yeah, there's so many things that happen. I even heard it, it's a bit silly, but they're trying to do their their thing. Um, they're trying to contribute. um Some rappers they're they're putting together a a, a boxing match between no their... way like an <laughs> yeah, actual boxing match. An actual, <laughs> an actual boxing <laughs> match, and they're raising money for the NHS. How,
3: wow. how does that work? With
2: well, I don't think so it's happening now. I think it's it's gonna happen once the. But they want to raise money. They want to contribute the money to the, the NHS. Yeah. Okay, that's right. But they have been talking about it here on um, Instagram and. That's yeah.
3: And yeah. even with the kids, there are they are creating like paintings, drawings with rainbows and putting it in the the windows. You know, just you know, like showing
2: appreciation m- for the NHS and obviously, yeah. Thursday eight o'clock claps just mm. to appreciate. What it's the little things
3: that yeah. makes a massive difference. Yes. Yeah. Okay
1: yeah sure.
2: No. it's good you know
1: um, so for those that are listening we'd really love to hear kind of what are the things that you're doing um, to show kindness in this time um, so we're going to have a hashtag um, so you know post on Instagram Facebook wherever it is and hashtag kind in COVID, RTB um, and we'll actually have a look through kind of what everyone's doing and really just start to see how people are being kind to one another in this time. Um, and even if you don't want to post anything, just find a way this week to try and yeah, be kind, kind of. to someone, you know, whether it's in your house or outside of your house. Um, yeah, because like I, I don't really post on socials. So I, I would still say, <laughs> I would still say find a way to be kind to someone, even if you don't feel like posting it, um, because that will really make a massive difference.
0: Yeah. And also remember that even just in your normal day-to-day of how you are with one another with the people that you meet that you know the ones that you don't know yeah like i think was mentioned earlier on everything that you're doing matters and will either create a space that will make people comfortable to open up um about the things that might be troubling them or they might be offended by and stuff like that or it will create a space that will close them away from you from being able to have those conversations that will actually benefit our mental health and it's true. And those sorts of things. So, so yeah, I think that's another thing for us to be mindful of in general. Is just our, our day-to-day.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, and I just want to say thank you so much, uh, David and Asana, for, yeah, for being being part of this episode. Like, I think for me, I really love seeing even just your dynamic and how you guys bounce off one another and how all the various things that you're both working on are really just bringing kindness into everything you're really just out there to serve people and it's really been inspiring for me so I really really appreciate you guys being on the on the episode thank you so much
0: thank you for having us guys thank you and and just to add another thank you as well for for everything that you guys do for the people that you do it for for real because I know that a lot of the things that you guys have shared that you do David in your day-to-day work with young people Asana working with mums um, in the fellowship that you lead the vine connect find everything like there's <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of people that your lives and the service that you guys are doing will touch um who may never say thank you mm. and so we just want to take this opportunity to really just say thank you on yeah. their behalf <laughs> thank you. Um, just, yeah keep going with the stuff that you guys are doing is really important it makes a huge difference and it is really like you said extending kindness in the lives of so many people that you probably will never know until the other side of eternity yeah mm-hmm. thank you thank, <laughs>
1: you thank you guys, you. Thank you, uh,
4: guys.
1: Uh, uh, <laughs> so thank you guys for listening to another episode of the reason to behold podcast um yeah get us where you get us in the comments on instagram on facebook yeah let us know what's going on but yeah thank you so much and until next episode
0: Peace. <laughs>